HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's show has been brought to you by Roberta's Pizza. Roberta'spizza.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. And today it's going to be more seizures than art. I have a feeling. Um, nice, nice, nice try on, on the drop there. Judy McGuire is eighty six, uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a sad, sad, sad tale. Um, but Peter Zaremba of the Flesh Tones. Peter Zaremba of the Flesh Tones. Right. If he doesn't mind saying so himself, I don't mind saying it. I said it, and I'll say it again. Is In the uh, Derwood Kirby guest host, uh, the co-host, chair. the co-host with the most. That's right. Peter Zaremba back, and as we say, and with a toast. And here at Roberto's, our favorite. Pizza is Pizza Rumba. <laughs> the Pizza Rumba is my favorite. <laughs> Way back. But, but it is a cavalcade of stars here today. An embarrassment of talent. It's, it's, it's incre- incredible here. An embarrassing our, talent. Our, our, some, some of our, our bestest and uh, oldest uh, pals. We're here with Rosie Schapp, who is the author of Drinking With Men and is the queen of cocktails for the New York Times and has just been named one of the most important people <laughs> in the world by somebody who is really, really important. No, you are so one of the 75 to help me imbibe. Something like that. Um, first of all, Mike, it's great to be back. Thank you for having me, and Happy New Year. Are you kidding? It's been too long. It's been too long. Um, I miss Judy, but I'm, I'm not going to dwell on it. Um, so Imbibe Magazine, which is a wonderful magazine about spirits and cocktails and all kinds of drinking. Imbibe, you subscribe. Um, you, imbi- you subscribe to Imbibe, Pete? I imbibe. <laughs> <laughs> when he subscribes, he imbibes. Um, so they do a fun annual thing where they name 75 people and places and flavors that will shape your drinking experiences. So and you're going to shake my drinking experience. I'm going to try my best. Well, I'll tell you what. Pete's going to invent a new cocktail live on the radio today. I've been threatening to do it. But I'm before excited. we go too far, I also want to introduce our other guest, our old friend Andy Chernoff, uh, famous for the Dictator's Rock and Roll Former Band, and many, many other things. 
former Flesh Tom, he's an songwriter for the Ramones, and frequent guest on the Mike and Judy and Arts is Your Show. Andy Shurnoff, glad to have you back, buddy. Thank you. I like to consider myself a Renaissance man. <laughs> okay, you may con- you consider away. <laughs> so, Pete, what's what's this cocktail you're going to mix for us today? Uh, I'm excited. There's ice. Okay, there's shakers. we got some ice here. If, as you can hear, it's for going those of in you the out in Radio Land. This table is like an apothecary uh, of ingredients right now. Actually, it's quite simple, and I've been dying to do this uh, for years. And so, since uh, Rosie is in here today, you uh, have you have you have like a pretty good audience right now. This is going to be the litmus test of a lifetime. Are there drinkers out there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What I brought here is uh, some miniatures of uh, some Polish vodka. Ah. Okay. This I won't. Is, I won't mention you, the brand. This is like drinking in a Polish airport. This is wonderful. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. Okay. I'll mention the brand. Okay. This happens to be Chopin. Why not? Uh, a case of Chopin vodka Chopin will be vodka. at your house uh-huh. next week. I hope so. Yeah. so we, need, we need a sponsor, so some people at Chopin vodka are listening, you know, in Radio Gdansk. Who distributes this? <laughs> well, since they in, uh, invented vodka there, uh, we can... Is that, uh, is that true, Rosie? Is, is, is vodka a Polish you know, I could not answer that with great authority. Well, I, I don't want to start any more fights among Slavs than there well, already are. The Russians never claimed to invent it, so... Well... <laughs> they drink it. I've, they I've, sure I've, do. I've been to Russia four times, so. So, I, so, so here's, 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 a, here's a Polish joke I know, okay? But it's a, just a joke that Polish people tell. Again, it's about Americans. So it's not like the ones we told in the grade, grade school, you know, when we were growing up Polish jokes when it was still okay to do those, that kind of routine. He's, so he's two, Americans, two Americans go to a restaurant in Poland, right? They order a bottle of vodka, and they, op- they uh, take the top off the bottle, and they pour two glasses of vodka. And then you know what they did? They put the top back on the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good joke. Okay. Stupid Americans. Here comes. Here comes. Oh. Okay. Oh, I love that. this. Oh. This is. It's as if we never fought the war. <laughs> this day. <laughs> tell people what we're experiencing here. I mean, that cream soda. No. Oh. I can't. This is very. You are not a Jew. It's my. Not a Jew. This is very New York. My grandfather's favorite. Beverage. Actually, Sorry. actually, Doctor Brown Solray. For those of you in Radio oh, Land, Sorry. in the what? If you were a Jew, sure enough, like a real Jew, okay, you know, my, you, uh, know, you know, seriously, Andy, you, you're, you're, my, you're I think I think I understand what you're doing. You're saving money on the celery. <laughs> I'm saving money on the celery. <laughs> no, no, look at that familiar green. Ca- I love. I wish I had a car, a guitar, and a suit that color now, green. Now, this the was a combination yeah. that I've been dying to do. Now, the fact is, my grandfather was this the first fantastic. one that I ever saw. Drink this stuff. Yeah. And in those days, it was called Holy shit, Dr. Brown's Celery Tonic. Ah. And it was a little less sweet, if I can remember. Now, here, let's all try it. It is a tonic. So, 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 Polish vodka, Chopin. Thank you. I'll okay. And Dr. Brown's Celery. Okay, thank you. Here you go. Pass around. Um, and, but wait, garnish with celery, so it's double celery. Now, we can correct this. We're going to taste it, and if it needs correction, okay. we, we have a way to Work in progress. It. Well, well Nostrovia. So, uh, to our grandfathers, I would say. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it's like as, as if there were no camps in Poland. Yeah. Here we are enjoying this. Mmm. I, I think like. it's a natural. Uh, you know, the, the vodka is just transparent. I mean, it's, it's... No, I taste a little of the... A little bite there. I got the vodka. Nice. I taste yeah. the vodka. And, 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 and that's why it's a little... A little unloved among many people who make drinks. Wh- which, which is what vodka? Vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read an article recently um, about how some haute cocktail bars are only now starting to introduce cocktails with vodka. Um, because some well, drink so, makers considered it too neutral, too boring. Listen, well, whatever makes you happy, drink it. Whatever that's how gets I you feel. through the night. Whatever blows your spirit up, right, Pete? 
I think so. We, you, and you can stir this with the, uh, with the with celery the, stick. Think, celery is such an important ingredient in cocktails. I mean, I can't stand a Bloody Mary that doesn't have celery. I see the Roberta's one. They're using. I, I uh, like it with romaine. The romaine I Roberta's. I Do think you? it's great. Yeah. To me, the celery is like yeah. I want the. Cr- I mean, the crunch. I want the crunch. But you want also, a crunchy celery cocktail. is such an underrated flavor. I mean, it's so mm. strong. It's you know, it, it's it's this friendly little sprig, but okay. it really can be very powerful. It's very strong, and I will say I love. Raw celery. I can't stand cooked celery. I can't. I just have a thing. What do you mean, like in, what do you have like in a stew in a or a soup? I never make soup. Well, with. particularly in a drink, it's not good. Cooked right. celery yeah, in a see, drink. I don't want the, it. Now he gets right to the so, point. So, so what, do you, what do you think, Eddie? Is he going for this? Uh, the Dr. Brown vodka experience? I don't even think it needs I, to be corrected with. Vodka. I think I'm, this is really good. I'm, I'm happy with it. Are you kidding? This is like well, a perfect. This is, you know, this is a good breakfast drink. Yeah. I think the complaint about vodka is. The drink, when people make drinks out of it, it's really the flavorings that you're tasting. Right. And this, I, it's it's a little more subtle, but I'm, I'm getting, the celery is so subtle, I'm getting the vodka. Yeah. This drink. It's not like orange juice or tomato juice. Right. It's, well, not, well, it's it, not meant to cover it up. It's meant to enhance, blend. Well, enhance. Well, enhance. well vodka, and, um, t- tell me if I got this right, Rosie. I mean, it wasn't really drank much in the United States before the, uh, the mid-60s. That's right. Right? And the reason I believe it became it wasn't popular, it became popular because it had no taste and allegedly no odor, so actually you can get like stewed and go to work and not smell like a distillery. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, that's why it became popular. It's vodka, you know, and I think among connoisseurs and snobs such as we are. Uh, vodka, we are not. We are not. Oh, fuck yes, we are. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, you listen, if... Listen, you know there were snobs, and then there were snobs. You know True. me; I'm a man of the people. But Indeed. I don't. But I don't have to. But I don't drink. I'll tell you what: I don't drink speed rack vodka. No fucking way will I drink uh-huh. well vodka because you know what? I'm old enough to know that it sucks and it will give me a hangover. <laughs> and I'll tell you what: if I'm on, on a date and I go out and someone says orders a vodka martini and doesn't call a brand, okay, that's strike one. Uh huh. Okay, that's strike one. Okay, because you don't get to be. I hope the ladies are listening. Ooh, you don't get to be ooh, thirty one. or forty years old and not learn that lesson. Okay, that's that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you know, like oh, give me scotch and not call a brand. Mm-hmm. Like like like, do you even have any clue what you're doing? Mm-hmm. But vodka came about. I think James Bond helped popularize it. And 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 as I understand it, Smirnoff launched a really spectacular campaign to get people to drink vodka and things like the Bloody Mary came into existence mm-hmm. and the Moscow mm-hmm. Mule. Well, the um, Moscow Mule is a totally a fabricated thing. There's no real provenance there, is there? Yeah, there's actually no mule in the... And I don't think there's any Moscow <laughs> well, in it either. Well, that depends where you drink it. <laughs> well, Moscow Mule is what? It's a ginger, right? Ginger beer, ginger beer vodka. And, and, and this copper In, in cup. that copper mug. Is anyone in Moscow ever actually... Is there ginger beer in Moscow? I mean, what the fuck? You know, I, 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 I bet if you have the right connections to the party, you can get some ginger beer. I know beer. a guy. Yeah, if, if a guy knows a guy. <laughs> I know You're making me want a Moscow mule. Well, this is a... Fe- so what are we calling this cocktail? Pizza? Well, it's... Uh, you got Polish vodka. You and have the, a popular so Jewish... So you're basically pouring, like, Jewish stuff onto the Polish thing. Which is... It, it, That's good. Makes more sense than you might think. Uh, I mean, I'm starting to think about kielbasa and pierogies right now. This might be, you know, you know a nice... <laughs> pair, pair well with, with some pierogi. I'm trying to fit Zaremba into the title of the uh, you can't, I don't think you can. The Zaremba. Yeah, but you got, you got you have the celery's got to be mentioned there because that's what the. Uh, I, I mean, hmm. again, I keep going back to this grandfatherly thing about it and thinking of the Yiddish word Zeta, and I think <laughs> Zeta Zaremba is kind of nice. I like Zaremba. Uh, I, like, I, like, I like. I like. I like. Um, or Bobby. Well, <laughs> grandpa's more than grandma's, I think, with the celery. The hex breaker. I think my, my grandma, when I was a kid at 
Very good. You know what? You need to have a whole line of cocktails, though, named after, I, need, I want to drink a power stance, I want to drink the American beat, and I want to drink the axe breaker. Okay. So that's your homework. Just, just, <laughs> you know but my special secret super guest, Holy cow. the fabulous Jim Diamond. A walk, it's Incredible. a walk-in guest. Unbelievable. A walk-in guest. Producer yeah. of the stars. Holy finish, cow. Finish this. It's good. Finish that. <laughs> Jim Diamond, producer, I can't recorder. believe this. Fantastic. That's amazing. Here, have a, have a seat. Try, try a Zaremba, the Zadie. Well, I like the... the Zeta. Uh, what is this? What? It's a piece of celery. <laughs> oh, the celery. <laughs> Jim well, Dime. The hint of celery. That was good. I was, uh, last night, I was there at the hoedown with the Daddy Long Legs, the John Spencer Blues Explosion, our, our good friends. Both have been on this show before. Jim, glad to have you. Tell us what you think about the cocktail. Um, uh, it's, it's delightful. It's almost done. It's almost done. I'm getting Peter's backwash. <laughs> so I think that's the Wait, best. Uh, is that, you, don't, you don't have another little mini? I don't have any more vodka. Well, that's, that's the most Jewish thing of all. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have more Dr. Brown. <laughs> of course, it's cheap. Dr. Brown's celery. So, this, uh, this, is, this is amazing. That's pretty good. That's, I think it's delicious. I, I, I've been dying to do that for years, though, and so this was a good occasion. You needed to come on the show to do it? Yeah. Um, well, now this guy kept Jim Diamonds here last night. Like I say, we enjoyed the show last night. That's a microphone. I'm sure you're familiar, Jim. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, recording a live record last night. We can plug our friends last night, right? Were you, uh, yeah, Daddy Long Legs. It was a great show. They were absolutely fantastic, and uh, they're going to be back on the show soon. It sounded great from where I was standing at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the, uh, the recording's going to be great. We had a great time. The crowd was awesome. I was there really into it, which was added... So we'll have some applause on the live recording. I won't have to add it later. All right. Well, you're, you're just your very presence here is going to make the rec- what's going to happen here even more special. And you're going to play a song for us, right? You got something new? What's going on? Sure. What's going on in your in your life, Andy? My life? Yeah. You've been playing, um, drinking, rock and rolling, right? I was in Japan a month ago. Did some shows in Japan. I'm going to Boston next week to record a band called The Connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on my uh, new uh, EP, and I'm moving upstate. Going to be going to be a country boy. Oh, you're one of those. I see. I'm, uh, north. The, I call it uh, Brooklyn North. Yeah, because well, I see everybody I know up there. This now. is the new white flight. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. You're still. You're not moving from the slope, Rosie. Uh, not imminently. <laughs> still there. So, so where? So, are you going to start a commune? You're going to grow pot? What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> going to enjoy my view and. Um, <laughs> The woman at the top of my hill has a uh, a uh, zoo. You have a, the woman at the top of my hill has a zoo. <laughs> really, I'm sorry. She says this heiress, and uh, Carl was a big animal person, and then um, she goes. She got pigs, she got horses, and she's got chickens and turkeys, and it's really oh, pretty so wild. I, don't, I, don't, I know this guy. Sounds like a fun. <laughs> I'm for a guy who was born and raised in New York City, never even thought about living anywhere else. It's, 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 uh, well, we will we will we will help, we'll export the Dr. Browns up there to where you are if you can't find it there. Although there are probably a few Jews skulking about it, live on the there, stuff. Let me tell you, it's like it's all musicians up there <laughs> and people from New York. It's. I walk into the local uh, ramen place, and there's Chris Stein. The, the local ramen, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Change yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blondie's eating the local ramen place. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, brave new world and such people in it. So you're going to play a song for us, though? You got something new happening? Sure, 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 yeah. Just, uh, this it's is about time. This is, so it's a variety show, you know. It's, uh, we got to have those guys spinning plates. You so. know, it's sort of like Meet the Press meets Carol Burnett over here. Yeah, this is a brand new song. I figure I might as well debut it on... Uh, on the Arts and Seizures show. show. We're just making history. Last week we had Bob Burt jamming with Ivan Julian. This week we got Andy Chernoff. Oh, yeah. Pete and, and Jim Diamond. Yeah. Did oh. he do a song? Oh, we did. did two songs. He, did, he got to do two songs, Andy. Well, I mean, we have a star study. We're, we're going to come back. Okay. Twirl this one. Tell us what we're going to hear. But we're going to come back with some more Pizza Rumba. 
I'll just do this one. How about that? Okay. Well, it's a good night to say goodbye. And it feels so right to make you cry. Everybody knows the score. I just can't take it no more. It's a good night to say goodbye. Well, you go your way, and I'll go mine. This is the last time we gaze into each other's eyes. It was never meant to be A whiny bitch and a drunk like me It's a good night To say goodbye Oh, oh Love is hell, Satan's spell, can't you tell We hate each other more every day Make it end, I can't pretend that we're friends Everybody knows that you From Renaissance Man, Andy Chernoff. Well, all right. And uh, I do want to remind everybody out there in Radio Land that Heritage Radio is member-supported. So if you're digging what you hear, please don't hesitate. Click that button, become a member, and we will send you um, a really actually good tote bag, much better than anything you'll ever find at NPR or PBS, heritageradionetwork.org. It's Arts and Seizures. Uh, please donate. Be a part of it. This is Arts and Seizures once again with Pizza Rambo and Mike Edison and our guests, Rosie Schapp, Andy Chernoff, and Jim Diamond joining us. <laughs> a walk-in guest. It's a, it's a, it's I just was here for the pizza. I said, oh, what the hell? The, 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 the pizza's there? coming, Jim. So you're going to stick around for pizza? Cause, because it does not disappoint. There's a lot of... I, I know. I've been eyeballing it all, all the way back. Here. All right. We're, 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 we're going to hook you up right away. So, Rosie, what else is going on? You're working on a new book? I am. I've been working for a while on a book about whiskey. I, I love the topic. And Yeah, I thought you might like that. <laughs> and, and I'm hoping to finish that up pretty soon. But, it, you know, it's a big subject. It requires a lot of active research. <laughs> so it has taken some time. But I'm excited about it. And I'm still tending bar. Um, one shift a week at South and Park Slope. Keeping your street cred. Yeah, absolutely. Over. Staying real. Um, uh, well, I, I love uh, whiskey, but more specifically, I love bourbon. Well, tell me about your love for bourbon. Oh, I, I oh, always love to let hear me people count, talk let, let about me count the ways. what they love most about the whiskey they love. Um, well, you know, I like a lot of different kinds of bourbon. I can mm-hmm. drink bur- bourbon from the speed rack if it's if it's the right stuff. Yeah. Um, Evan Williams is I perfectly was acceptable. Say, 
Our speed rack is Evan, and it's delicious. It's it's really good. Um, I think Ten High's got like a, a certain quality they kind of like to it too. It's it's got a little rough edge to it. But I'll be honest with you, you know. Listen, I, you know it's crazy now that you go in and spending you know you know fourteen dollars for a tumbler full of like you know you know brown liquid is normal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, but, and that reminds me, you know that that bottle of Pappy I meant to bring you, I, I just <laughs> left it on the subway. <laughs> so sorry about that, Mike. But um, but you know, but it's like what, really, what am I paying for? Is the question here? Like Evan's good. Um, I still enjoy Jim Beam, which was my favorite for years and years uh-huh. and years. Um, but it was just much. It's much lighter. Uh-huh. Um. Jim Beam, but you know, like some, like I said, some of these well uh, bourbons. If it says bourbon on it, and it's been what aged for two years, and it's mm-hmm. from Kentucky, and, and at least fifty percent corn. It's, it's, unlike your Chopin vodka, for example, which you know there really aren't any rules saying what can or can't go in there. Mm-hmm. With bourbon, at least yes, yes. there are actually. Uh, oh yes, love is the secret ingredient. And actually, I don't trust. <laughs> I don't. I guess it's it's more Tennessee whiskey, right? But I could never trust any. Uh, liquor produced in a place where it's forbidden to drink it. <laughs> well, that would that would rule out a number of whiskeys. That would, that would rule it's, out, it rule is out a, a bunch of them. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Jack thing. Daniels, of course. Right. I don't like Jack Daniels, for instance. Well, yeah, do I? But you know, I, I I recognize its excellence as a whiskey. Jack, how Daniels, do they know it's, it's any important? Good? Um, but I had the, the most drunk I ever was in my life was on Jack Daniels. <laughs> Keith Richards is the same thing. Yeah, well, we have a lot in common. So I thought Keith Richards was a rebel yell guy. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you always find that. Like, it makes me get shipped in, but um, I saw those old pictures of him with uh, a bottle of Jack on, to- uh, on top of the amplifier and, you know, a couple of bottles of Coca-Cola. Hey, Jack and Coke, you know that? You know, sure, it's, it's like, a classic. It's a classic highball, just like the it, new highball we tried here today. It, it's rocket it's fuel. It's what it is. Jack <laughs> and Coke is, is rocket fuel. We, for years, you know, when I was playing the Ron Chance, we swore by Jack and Coke because a couple of those before the gig, get, you know, that, that'll uh, yeah. blow your skirt up. When, when I was a, a kid in a band, we had a rocket. We made rocket fuel. We were about twenty-one. We got uh, pharmaceutical grade caffeine, and we would we would take uh, first time I've heard that. I love old, that. we would yeah. take Old Crow, mix it with a shot of Old Crow and like a shot of Coke, and then a uh, like a teaspoon of pharmaceutical caffeine, and mix it all up and go. I mean, we were twenty-one years old. Sounds delicious. It was delicious. <laughs> And then, where do you get pharmaceutical grade caffeine? Oh, he's from Detroit. He's from Detroit. So it's, uh, there, there was this, there was this liquor store, and they had bottles of. No, it. somebody's probably cooking up in their garage. Pharmaceutical <laughs> grade the original, the original meth. But, well, obviously, the pharmaceutical grade cocaine wasn't available. You know? No, we were kids. We didn't have any money. We didn't even know about cocaine. Well, you know that's the thing. Not having money, so I go to a bar like fourteen dollars for a cocktail. Holy shit! But you know, a lot of times I will say, you know, or I did, you know, before I was like making, you know, the fabulous, you know, riches. I'm making her at Heritage Radio. You know what? What is your speed rack bourbon? Because if it's Evan, yeah, it's I can great. drink it. Um, listen, ten high is marginal, but on a, on a, on a you know a day, you know, it's, it's the ingress proportion between the money in my pocket and how mm-hmm. drunk I want to get versus the toxins I want to put in my body. Mm-hmm. There's a very complicated math that goes Absolutely along with this. There. But um, I, I tell you, it's a Woodford Reserve has become my new favorite. That's your new favorite. That's my new favorite. Yeah, Wait, you made a good point about the expensive bourbon. Some of them are very expensive now. What you're paying for is. The oak and the time aging. And the marketing. Let's and the not, marketing. You know. Sure, of course. But it's like wine. And in some cases, just the scarcity, like anything else, people will or pay the, more. Or the perceived scarcity. Correct. Which is very important in the wine world, <laughs> is, is to produce less than the market demands mm-hmm. is key to the price index. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True, true. And uh, expensive wines are not, a uh, $100 bottle of wine is not necessarily better 
than a thirty or forty dollar bottle of wine. I can tell you mm-hmm. from experience. A- absolutely. Is not. it better than a five dollar bottle of wine? Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I worked uh, with Joe Bastianich in his book, Restaurant Man, and one thing that Joe really, really instilled in me, and we wrote about it, was that a bottle of wine, no bottle of wine in the world, really costs more than $5 to produce. I mean, that's the price of the grapes and water. After that, let's talk about provenance, let's talk about heritage. Maybe the real estate is expensive, but it's about marketing and perceived well, scarcity. Well, you've also got older vines produce less grapes. Uh, that's and right. And the, pro- uh, you know, the, the barrels cost more money. At the end of the day, it's grape juice, though. Right. Yes, of, true, of course. True. You know, I mean, and it, listen, it goes well with anything. Look, I mean, Jim, you bring a rock and roll band into the studio, um, I mean, the day rate's going to be the same, but the product is not going to be. No. The product can be horrible. It's going to be great. You know, you know given, given all the same all basic about, ingredients. Yeah, right. You need good songs, good players. You need good grapes. And good winemakers. I don't know. Good songs and good players never really stopped anybody from making a good record. And I could, uh, a lot of bands that I'm sure you've worked with, like, yeah, I've, I've, I've made some horrible records with great players. <laughs> and you've made, you made some great records right. with horrible players. Exactly. That's right. Some like, of my favorites, in fact. Uh, well, with the Sonics, when they made the Sonics record, they'd probably go, oh my God, what's. It's <laughs> a disaster. And now it's probably uh, changed. But, you know, but like that whole, like, old, like, you know, things that were considered mistakes are now considered, you know, blessings, like, like, like overmodulated. You know, vocals, you know, things that are distorting a microphone. People spend a lot of money trying to get that sound, which was basically considered a mistake a long time ago. Right. I was listening to these Aretha Franklin tracks that were, you know, there were outtakes, and it's probably they never made it to record because when she gets to the top, I mean, she's just pushing it too hard. I'm yeah. guessing, I'm guessing with some kind of ribbon microphone or something. But, I mean, people spend a lot of money to get that sound now. Oh, yeah, listen to Little Richard records. I mean, he's blowing the shit out of those mics and. Sounds great to me. So, um, so let's make an analog to cocktails here: a boilermaker, a shot, and a beer versus the the eighteen dollar house version of a rye Manhattan. I, I think so much depends on context. You know, one thing that always um, I don't want to say it annoys me because I'm not really that grouchy. But when people don't read a bar right, you know, you walk into a certain kind of bar and you know that a boilermaker is exactly what you want to have there. Um, you take a look and you say, I'm not going to have, they're not going to have infusions. They're not going to have 40 different kinds of, of craft whiskeys. So have your shot of Evan, have your can of High Life or bottle of High Life, and that's great. You know, but of course there are certain times there's nothing I want more than a great classic cocktail. Um, and old-fashioned is one of my favorite things. Done well. It's, 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 it's elevating. Absolutely. Um, or just and not just for breakfast anymore, Pete. As, <laughs> as Jim Backus said in It's a Mad, Mad World, he makes an old-fashioned, the old-fashioned way. Uh, and, and there's argument about what the old-fashioned way is to make an old-fashioned now, if you muddle fruit or if there's no fruit. Um, uh, as long as there's some whiskey and something sweet and some bitters, I'm pretty happy. So what, what do you do at your bar? Do you, you mix all cocktails? Or you, no, you my, do, no like, this is a funny I thing. I mean, I know, my, you, I know you pull a lot of beer over there. Yeah, I mean, my, my, the bar where I work is really a mom-and-pop neighborhood bar. Um, but people sometimes read something I've written about and come in and ask for something that we just don't have the inventory to make at my bar. So I tell them to have a beer... We'll have a chat, and then I send them to a cocktail bar down the street after. Uh, you know, cocktail bars, and you know, we've laughed about it on the show often. You know, artisanal is not a dirty word. You know, I mean, really, I mean, people say, "Oh yeah, fucking Brooklyn artisanal," and you so you got like you know, you're fixing your bike and some asshole in a beard, and you know, with, like shirt garters is going to serve it to me. I, I get it. You know, a lot of this like 
faux bohemian hipsterism is right uh-huh. off the rack. But I'll tell you what, you know, and I'll give a plug to my buddy Garrett over at uh, Prime Meats, sure. uh, who's a fantastic bartender. He's a young guy. He knows the history of these drinks. And he takes such pride. We, oh, yeah. I've got Bra- Brandy Alexander at this guy's uh, bar. I love a Brandy and Alexander. What a great I, you, drink. You know, it's a great drink. And I've had many of them. And some of them are, like, are frothy and white. His is, is like... The brandy and the Alexander, with the cream is at the top. Oh, so you drink the liquor. Yeah. So you drink the liquor through the cream. And I hope there's a little freshly ground nutmeg uh, uh, on abs- top. Of, of course, course, of beautiful. In the same file that I'll later use to escape in prison. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but that's good. I've had them other cocktail bars with the same like a milkshake, you know. Yeah. Which is fine. But this is it's exquisite. And, I'm gonna have to have one. You know, and I like the fact that the guy knows the provenance of it. He knows the sure. history of it. And yeah, it's artisanal. It's fancy. It's not inexpensive. But as we say, isn't better better? Better is better. And I mean, here's my thing. Like I love the nerdy mode of bartender if they really love what they do and they know what they're doing and they want to talk about it and they're fun great if they're being snobs about it then it's boring there are a lot of douchebags out there do you think think they know they're douchebags I don't know do they know they're douchebags I I try not to get into their minds and souls so I don't know Still, still in the wine world Andy not really do you still drink any of it I do drink yes I do I have have a wine world Big wine fruit. Everybody else here is like <laughs> to down their. What, what are we calling this drink? The the, the, the Doctor Brown Hexbreaker. I, I'm going to uh, Hexbreaker. So far is the best. Uh, I like Hexbreaker. Yeah. I like Hexbreaker. Uh, or as you said when you were recording Power Stance with us, and Keith said, "What should we call this?" And you said, "Hexbreaker 2. Did I say that? You did say that. Hey, it worked. It worked for Led Zeppelin. Very funny. I'm so funny. It worked. It worked for Led Zeppelin. So the two, the all two thing. Hexbreaker. <laughs> I, I just want to. You know, as a fan of your band, oh. Mr. Zaremba, you don't do songs from Hexbreaker. You don't do songs from a lot of your old records, and I wish you did more of your old songs. Okay. Well, you know, I'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. If, if, you know, my band is on sabbatical for God knows how, you know, they're scattered to the I to the four corners of the globe. They're all they're Scandinavian now. They're, they're all <laughs> in, in Scandinavia in one way or another. And uh, so that's why I'm here. But uh, when I see them again... Oh, oh, that's why. That's why. That's the only reason I'm here. And also for the free pizza. But, uh, you know, uh, I'll take it up with them. You know, coming from you... Yeah. No, uh, I want you to design... That's a suggestion. I want a cocktail called American Beat. I want a cocktail called Power Stance. And if this is the Hexbreaker, that's that's great. But if not, I want a Hexbreaker. Or Hexbreaker 2. Hexbreaker 4. Okay. That's, that's when you really get heavy. Hexbreaker 4 is like your heaviest cocktail to date. You have a great catalog that can make a lot of cocktails. <laughs> make a lot of cocktails. <laughs> I know. The next, the next cocktail we make, uh, I think, is going to... Uh, I think the one ingredient I'm going to use is frothy. Because it'll, it'll give it the perfect head every time. Oh, frothy with two E's. Frothy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, what, what is actually in that stuff? I don't want to know. I know exactly what's in it. Oh, boy. It's, it's antifreeze, it's, uh, right? Yeah, it's, it's a sodium <laughs> isopropyl glycol. Okay, and on that note, thanks everybody for tuning in. It is always the fastest half hour on the internet today. Uh, thanks to Pizza Rambo and Rosie Shap and Jim Diamond, holy cow, and you're sure enough, of course, Liz in the booth, but we're going to go out with a little music, right? We're gonna. It's cold outside, maybe it's cold outside. Cold what, outside. Are gonna, what, what are we going to do, Pete? I thought we were going to do something. jam? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, not, we're making not, history here. Let's not quite say it's time. a jam. I, I'm very, uh, <laughs> very gun-shy of that word, uh, having grown up in the early 70s. I'm, so, uh, I'm with you. Why don't we do something by Sonny, the great Sonny Boy Williamson the, the second, uh, Rice Miller, uh, Alec uh, Miller for, uh, from Helena, Arkansas. Look, Judy never let me play guitar on the show. This oh, is like, this you see that? I'm letting you. <laughs> I, I let you play that. guitar. Here's um, my pick. So, where is it? 
Temperature 110, right? And Jim, you know this one too. Which don't one? you? No. Temperature 110 by Sonny Boy Williamson. Oh, right? thank you. Rosie knows it, and she's going to sing along too. <laughs> Careful what you so wish you're, for. Your bar's down in what? Park Slope? In the south end of Park Slope. The, the unfashionable end of Park Slope. It's called South. Is, is that like the Upper West Side? Do we need visas to get, to get there? <laughs> do you, uh, you might. Do, do, do you serve shopping and vodka? And celery? You better get some celery. No, I gotta get some celery now. I'm inspired. The hex breaker, too. Yeah. All right. Arts and seizures. Here we go. Yeah. Nine below zero on the outside. She brought my temperature to 110. Nine below zero out on the outside She brought my temperature on her ten Ever since then she done put me down For another man Mike Edison on the guitar And his shirt us playing too We got Jim Diamond here And Rosie Chantoux She's gonna tell you what to drink And tell you what to do Here we go Hearts and seizures everyone Thanks for listening All right Woo! Andy Chernoff From Whitestone, Queens Renaissance Man All right, can you dig it? See you next week on Arts and Seizures. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.